Hi, my name is Clay, and this is the Enneagram Prison Project Podcast. In August of 2022, just a few weeks ago, a few of us from the project got together for a camping trip just outside of Yosemite National Park in Northern California. In this episode, you will hear a range of conversations from a variety of people. For example, a quick description of lunch from one of our ambassadors, Jeff Lamone. Like a couple of bowls of tortilla chips and salsa after the lagoon. Or anything else along those lines. You'll also hear a lot of background noise and all kinds of other fun sounds that you would expect from a camping trip with 30 or 40 people. So be prepared to rewind and re-listen as needed. And hopefully you will enjoy our attempt at capturing the magic of the 2022 camping trip with the Enneagram Prison Project. After the lagoon. Yes. Where was the lagoon? Right down there. Where we were. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, but I ask questions as though oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, uh, where we not, were. not because I was not there. Know, so yeah. the lagoon was a little bit of a hike down that way. Yeah. We had to go down a path, then go down, down a couple uh, more paths that were steep and grayed that got even more steeper and it was made even more hazardous because of the dry hay that was plated down causing a slippage hazard did you biff it right on yeah so Dustin could attest to that yeah so it was down at the very end of that any point in that did you fear for your life no um or was it just you like gravity showed it 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 was just uh, because I was very um sure-footed but I could recognize that someone less sure-footed than me sorry Dustin (laughs) Might have had more trouble. (laughs) So the camping trip went down at Don Pedro Lake, which is in LaGrange, California, about 60 miles west of Yosemite National Park. The water level at the lake was down quite a bit by comparison to its full level, but there was still plenty of water to swim in, and the water temperature was perfect, cool enough to swim in for however long you wanted. From the lake, the hike up to the camping area was considerably steep, and some of the campers hiked to it, as Jeff described, while others drove the long way back and forth. At the top of the hill was a covered pavilion with about a dozen picnic tables, and that is where most of the campers spent their time hanging out and enjoying each other's company when not hiking, swimming, or doing other activities away from the camp. There were a lot of board games, campfires every night, fun conversations, and also some serious ones. I noticed another ambassador, Troy Phillips, talking to someone about that special day in prison when he had learned that he found out he was suitable for parole. Right. So at the time that I found out I was suitable for parole, no, they, um, it's 120 days that you have to wait for them to complete your paperwork and all this stuff. So I go back to the cell. I make it to the cell without anybody, any of my friends seeing me or anybody that I know from groups or school. And I get in my cell and I go back and wash my face and I climb up on my bunk and I turn the lights out. And I just breathe, right? I'm still shaking. I still want to cry, but I just breathe. 
Um, I, you know, I, I, I my my meditation kicked in. It was like, okay, you need to sit down because my heart was racing, and on blood pressure medication, I'm overweight, so I'm knowing that I'm having this emotional rush. So my celly ends up coming in. He comes to the door looking, Troy, what happened? What happened? I said, man, I found suitable. They let me go. He said, what? They let me go. So after he came in, and uh, we were still under lockdown because of COVID. So police came by, said, man, I need to take a shower. So yeah, I bet you do need to take a shower. <laughs> so he let me out, and I went and took a shower, and that's when everybody found out. And one of the officers, that was an old officer, he had been in San Quentin for the longest. He was working at the desk. He said, attention in North Block, attention in North Block. Mr. Phillips has been found suitable today. And I look back at him like, me and Jack ain't you supposed to tell everybody. It wasn't that I didn't want everybody to know, but I didn't want to be put on blast like that. And you were still absorbing it yourself. Yes. So, um, but anyway, when I got back, after I got out of the shower, I was able to go back to the cell and just chill, wait on dinner. And, you know, it was, the pandemic was there, so we were on lockdown. So it was good, but it was bad. But it was a it was a good feeling. I was getting ready to go home. Was four, it was four months, right? Yeah, it was four day. months. And so all when I had to do... When did you tell EPP? When did you let them know? As soon as I seen Susan. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think how Susan... I can't remember if Susan was coming in and I was going over to... I think I was going over to the chapel area. And I seen Susan coming down. She was going somewhere, but it was really restricted. And I was part of GRIP because they had just started us, some of them letting some of us go. And I said, Susan, she looked, she ran over there. She almost hugged, right? But you can't, because the police right <laughs> That's there. That's a good you know? way to, just lose, police, to lose your parole. To lose your parole. Yeah. And so I said, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so to hug someone in front of the free world. I'm an inmate. Yeah. And so, you know, there's no touch. And I, you know, I'm not supposed to. So anyway, uh, Susan, I got found so. <laughs> it's always a little bittersweet for me to hear those kinds of stories because it still irks me to know that this man who was just found suitable for parole, suitable to get out of prison and exist with the rest of us out here in the free world. And he's not even allowed to celebrate that moment in prison with a simple hug. But that's a conversation for another day. For now, we're going to stay at the camping trip and see what else there was to experience on Friday night. <laughs> Suzanne, can you explain to me? I'm so sorry. Why are you so eager to interrupt I'm, people on mic? I'm not. Is this the, mic This on? is the mic. We're recording. You I'm, see that? This is Suzanne, an EPP guide who is also part of the faculty. She is the Minnesota chapter lead and also EPP chapter liaison. If you want to hear more about her and her work with EPP, go back to episode seven from last season and give it a listen. She's one of my favorite people on the planet, and she's absolutely one of a kind. Now, with all that said, I should also mention that I love to give Suzanne a hard time any chance I get because, well, let's just be honest, it's fun to do that sometimes. And in this case, I'm giving her hell because she was trying to talk to us in the middle of Troy telling his story about being found suitable for parole. Now, granted, you never actually hear her on his recording, and it's not really a disruption, but it's just kind of a running joke that she and I have together dating back to last year when she did it not once, not twice, but three times. And it's just hilarious to me, at least every single time. 
I'm We're embarrassed. Going. I'm sorry. Don't don't be in. Don't it's be a in. thing. It's a thing. This is like number four. I, I'm sorry. So, yeah, the, uh, Here we way. are. Hello. I apologize to everyone out there. And for the record, there's really nothing to apologize for because, as you heard, it went completely unnoticed anyways. And that's just something that I think is funny. Now, later that night, there was a campfire. And among the traditional things like roasted marshmallows, s'mores, stuff like that, we also had a couple folks making something called pizza mountain pie. You can have any kind of mountain pie you want. My personal favorite is pizza. Cast iron floppy thing. Cast iron. Basically a small skillet that you squeeze and you put buttered bread on the inside and whatever toppings you want. This is Laura, program manager and EPP guide, who you might recall from episode 12 last season. It looks like a Hot Pocket. It is, but it's on a campfire in cast iron. Homemade Hot Pocket. Homemade Hot Pocket. But mountain pie is so much better than a Hot Pocket. So there's not, it's not a pie. It's like a, like a ham pie. What's in, but it's not a pie. It's a pie. It's a mountain pie. It, like imagine a panini press, but you can take apart the panini press. And this is Maggie. But then you put it back together and smush it, so then it becomes sealed. And what do you put inside? Well, right now I'm doing an experiment of steak and cheese and peppers. Okay. Because I want a savory one. But you can put, like, pie filling. You can put pizza. You can put ham and cheese. What are you about to put in it now? Steak, mozzarella cheese, and peppers. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Cool. By the way, can you would you mind telling me your name for the recording so I can... My name is Maggie. Do you want the last name? It's up to you. You don't have to. My last name is Ni. N-I. Two simple letters. Cool. That people probably <laughs> say wrong a lot, don't they? They do. They say Nye. I'm like, yeah. are you related to Bill Nye? I'm like, no. And you're here with? I'm here with Laura. And do you know, are you into the Enneagram the way that she is? I am not, but I do like overhearing things. Mm -hmm. Do you know your type? I do know my type. I'm a type six. Oh, cool. Yeah. I had Laura type me. We did the little interview thing. Yeah? Yeah. Have you found any place where it's like helpful to know that you're a type six or is it still like an early exploration phase of just knowing what that means? It's still an early explanation phase. Like here's like the most that I've used it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me shove a mic in your face. You're welcome. <laughs> and talk about what mountain. My. What do they call it? Mountain pies? Mountain pies. Mountain pies. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So for anyone thinking that the camping trip might not be very enjoyable for those who are new to or even completely unaware of the Enneagram, well, just know that it was a safe place for everyone. After speaking with Laura and Maggie about mountain pies, I walked by Rick Olesic and Jason White over at the grill having a chat. I think you should talk to some of the people who just got back from your summit. I did just now. Yeah, Why should I not talk to you? You always talk to me. I, I do. But most of the people here I've talked to, and he's eating, so I'm not going to shove a mic in his face. That's very sweet. Thank you. No, and I'm I, with him. <laughs> and a few minutes later, there was a subtle reminder that we were indeed camping in the midst of wild animals. What'd you say, Rick? You should definitely put the food away. Why is that? Because the raccoons are going to come back to me. Raccoon. You know the raccoon ate last night? No. Okay. Tell me what the raccoon ate last night. <laughs> what the? It was an organic, organic chips. And I'll just tell you, the raccoon did not come back. So, yeah, no grizzly bears or anything too dangerous like that. Just a hungry raccoon who got into a bag of organic chips. 
and also didn't think highly enough of them to come back for second. Oh my goodness. He's just calling me out on dominoes. Can I go record this game? <laughs> yeah, you can record this game. All right, let me go talk to the winner real quick. Okay, so for those who might not know, dominoes, not the pizza chain, but the actual game of dominoes, is a main staple in prison and a good way to pass the time. Yes, the game itself is fun and people are really good at it, but the main thing that makes dominoes so fun, both to play and to spectate, is the amount of trash talk that occurs while the game is played. It's usually friendly, but it's always funny. I'm going to record this ass whooping he's about to get from, from Troy and dominoes. You don't believe that, do you? He just laughed and kept walking. This is how you know he... he... Wow. Are you going to record the woman? Yeah. For somebody? Evidence. I got to be careful because he, he acts like he doesn't know. He's also got the best luck of anybody but I've ever met in my life. I, somebody telling me that he's a Stanford grad. <laughs> I don't know if he graduated. I know he went there. Uh, yeah. I've, I've never seen the paperwork. I've never seen his paperwork. I think my paperwork might have gotten you know, destroyed in the hurricane. Yeah, I've heard that, I've heard that story before. I've been in his office a lot of times, and I've never, never seen, seen never seen it. No frames on the wall. Yeah. There he goes. I know he says it a lot, but... Hey, lips will say anything. <laughs> what are you looking for? A card that's, I mean, a, a, a bone that's different than the one I got. A bone. A bone. He's fine. He's coming up with the lingo now. Yeah. A bone. It's not domino. A bone. Yeah, See, he just you know what? on itself. I just figured it out. We're all <laughs> taking the inverted path. We're going up, and, and we're going to end at the top, and he's going to the hood. <laughs> Rick is going to be living in the hood before it's all said and done. Slam, slamming dominoes down. But he just used a, a phrase that's only somebody playing dominoes for a while oh, right, yeah. would use. Yeah. Bones. And he picks up, he picks up pretty quick. I listen. But then I don't believe any of us said the word bones today. Yeah. They call it boneyard. Boneyard. Oh, you had a boneyard. Well, I don't know if I told him to go to the boneyard or not. No, Alex did. Oh, Alex did? Yeah. I don't know if that's where he, the first place he heard it, but I, I do know that I witnessed that. There you go, Rick. Ten. Oh, shit. Get out the boneyard. He's got big five, but I got to get on the on the yard because I don't. Hey, you mark my ten down as soon as the fifteen, man. Oh, is that the way we're playing? Yeah, now you're about to find out why he waited. I already know he's got twenty. 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 I did that already. It's <laughs> written thirty to fifteen. <laughs> How come you don't ever keep score, Rick? <laughs> That's my next thing. Oh, okay. 15. 15 again? I didn't stutter. All right. <laughs> 15 again. And I didn't stutter either. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you, what, also, throw, throw in one of these good, for good measure. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Stitching for three pieces. <laughs> that means 15 for the people who don't speak Dominese. <laughs> Gotta tell you, the rest of my recording from that night, it's about an hour long, and I could listen to it in its entirety over and over and over again. It's just fun to me to hear other people enjoying each other's company. And this is really only just a quick peek into the kind of weekend that we had. 15. But before he go, I'm getting 20, right? 
So that gives me 75. He's getting ready to get 25. Boom! <laughs> He's going to get 25. 25 uh, for that one and so the domino. Trips like this are important, not just for fun and games, but for the good of our own mental health. EPP Ambassador Chuck Stubblefield. Sandwich. Watching this domino game over here between him and Rick, and wondering when you're gonna get some get some action over here. Uh, I'm letting I'm letting him get some get back. Rick skunked him the first okay. time they played. Oh, that's that's why he asked for the domino. That's unfortunate. I need my own domino. How, how you feel about this weekend so far? This has been the best series of my life. No shit. I wasn't gonna come. What? Um, had car troubles again. Shit at home, work, yeah, financial shit, and, that, and just I was at my brink. So I told as soon as I called, I was like, you know what? I just want to drive to Monterey by myself, go watch the sunrise, watch the sunset, and bring my ass back home alone. No talking to nobody, no phones, no yeah. Of course, Susan said. She didn't let you get away. <laughs> all of that. That's the camping trip. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I know you just had a problem with the car. We can get you a ride. Yeah. And then uh, I had her on speakerphone. And then my wife's there. She popped up all of a sudden. Yeah, I told him we need to go. And then I was outnumbered. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. You got right. vetoed. Monterey got vetoed. Yeah. Different than Zoom, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, totally, man, totally. It gets the raw cut of mm-hmm. who you talking yeah. to. Um, and I promised myself I'm going to have a sunrise every morning. Good. What time do you normally wake up on a normal work day? Six o'clock. So it's not that much of a... It's, it's... But, but I'm not even talking about actual, the actual sun coming up. Okay. Because what you seek is already within you. Right. You, you know what I mean? So that joy that I felt, that satisfaction with yeah. seeing that, it's in me now. Yeah. And it had been lost between all the stuff that I've been going through. Right? Um, of course, I do want to see the actual sun coming Right. That would be cool. You're, you're, metaphorically is what you're saying. You're going to have a sunrise every morning. I just, Go back to that appreciation and starting with that. And that's how I'm start my life. Yeah. So, that's, that's where I want to go. So we're here. It's, uh, they got sparklers going. While I was talking to Chuck, there was an impromptu sparkler gratitude miniature ceremony thing to thank Dustin, who'd planned such an awesome weekend for everyone. And much as things tend to go sometimes, my chat with Chuck was a little derailed, and those thoughts will have to be shared in another conversation on another day. Meanwhile, I want to end this episode of the podcast with Dustin, the man who started this whole idea in the first place. And yes, several people played a variety of roles in ensuring that our EPP camping trip went off without a hitch. But my buddy Dustin is where the idea began. I'm Dustin Baldwin. I'm an ambassador for Enneagram Prison Project. And I like to think I'm a healthy type eight. Well, I know I first had the idea. uh, It was quite some time ago. It's probably like, you know, six, eight months ago, I think. Um, Initially, my idea was, uh, you know, hey, I want to have a camping trip, you know, with the ambassadors, right? Us ambassadors just kind of getting together. And then from there, you know, true eight fashion, I'm like, we can make this big. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, and then, yeah, then the idea just kind of grew from there and, um, timing was, was key, you know, trying to, trying to find, just trying to get a place and all that stuff. And, um, cause you know, most, most reservation places, you have to make reservations like six months, six months to the day in order to get, you know, a campsite reservation. And then to get a group campsite reservation was even more, a little bit more difficult. So, uh, I waited till we got like the six month mark to, you know, July or August. And then I was like, um, it was brought up. I was actually brought up again in conversation between Susan and Dana, like, Hey, is Dustin going to do this camp, this, this, you know, this camping trip or not? And then Dana related to me and I was like, that's, that's my go. (laughs) I was like, I got the go. And so I did like that same day. I just jumped on and I just started researching group campsites and where see where I could find one and couldn't find one anywhere everywhere was booked that had that had all the amenities right that the checklist of things you know power showers all that good kind of stuff and you know Blake Don Pedro popped up and they had a a large area available with all all that stuff and so we got it yeah jumped on and said this is it let's do it so you was it originally something that you thought for just the ambassadors or was it something that you I mean was it open to everybody from the beginning? Uh it my first my first thought was something small and intimate for the ambassadors and you know just kind of like you know the uh the people who've been around EPP kind of like you know since for the past you know for a while you know like you know this Susan Rick you know Tara, like all, all the, the, all the people that, that I knew that were around from, you know, years ago. And I was like, yeah, that's, I wanted that. And then, um, then I was like, why, why limit us to that? You know, we're, we're a growing community. There's so many great people and so many, uh, just up and coming powerhouses, you know, in in our community. And I was like, I want all of them there. I want, I want, (laughs) I want everybody there. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah. how many people ended up how many people ended up uh ended up being there i didn't get an exact count but i know it was between 30 and 40 yeah so because it was difficult with people coming and going you know from the people at the hotels and other stuff and then you know and then i would be at the lake some days and you know so it was just kind of hit and miss but yeah i i know we were between 30 and 40 people so we were there we got there and by say we, I mean, just collectively, we not literally everybody, but we, so Thursday night is when a lot of folks got there to set up and all that stuff. And then Sunday morning is when everybody kind of checked out for the most part, Friday and Saturday, that was the bulk like of the trip. And we, I mean, you're talking like from breakfast all the way to the dinner, the campfire every night we were kind of chilling out with each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was it as cool as you had hoped for it to be, or do, or do you wish you'd have done some things differently, or planned something else, or anything like that? Um, it was definitely as cool as as I hoped it would be. Um, I did, for me, on a personal note, I know I did notice that uh, I definitely fell into some some type structure stuff to where uh, you know I kind of was feeling you know I, I had to step into like lead roles right for some stuff. And by me doing so, I kind of limited myself and my availability to connect the way I was hoping to connect, which uh, is not 
it's not devastating, but I, I, I found great joy being able to, I was doing my do doing my thing, cooking or making sure everybody had, you know, their stuff that needed for everything to run smooth. Right. And then, um, then I'd be able to kick back and I just seen how much fun and, and, and the joy that, and the great conversations that every, everything around me was going on. Right. And that, that definitely put a smile, you know, on my heart and in my soul. I was just like, this is, this is what it's about. This is perfect. Right. But then at the same time, because I was doing my thing, mm -hmm. I, I kind of isolated myself from being able to be involved in a lot of that, which is, you know, for me just goes to, and, and it's not nothing that nobody did. It's, it's a lot of, um, kind of, uh, just falling into my own type, right. I'm just falling in my own type and me having that avoidance of wanting to go there in, in this, in this setting, you know, um, kind of brings back to, I remember when we first went to zoom, I, I, I hated it. Right. Because I was like, I need the in-person, I need to feel that energy. This and that, and I did not like zoom at all. Yeah. And this was kind of the big first event to where for me, it wasn't over zoom, but I got so accustomed to zoom that now that we're in person, I was like feeling overwhelmed and, uh, uh, almost avoidance of wanting to go to that vulnerable place, you know, because now it's like, oh, wait, now they're really in my space, yeah. you know, and it just kind of goes to show that, you know, no matter how far along in the work I'm doing or the work I'm in, that the work doesn't stop. It's always going to be there and you get accustomed to one thing and then you're falling into type and or patterns and this and that. And then when you come back into what you what you long for, been away from it for so long you just i had avoidance of going back into there yeah and so i just thought that was interesting um as far as what i would do differently because i am going to do this you know put it out there now this is going to be an annual thing kind of decided that um so i'm going to make this an annual event next year i'm going to do a couple things a little differently location is going to be key of course i don't want to be more than 30 45 minutes from an airport for those who've you know, for the future people that are going to be flying in, I don't want to be more than 30, 40 minutes from some decent, nice, good price hotels. Um, I definitely want there to be Redwoods, maybe coast, maybe, you know, those, you know, little, little things like that, you know? So, and, uh, you know, ultimately I kind of want to turn this into a fundraiser as well, um, for, for the program and for what, you know, for what we're doing and to, you know, support, current and future ambassadors and reentry programs. And so that's, that's my, that's my long-term goal. And I think we'll definitely find tons of support in that, you know, and I, ha I have a lot of ideas around it. So um, definitely, you know, I hope people stay up to date on it and, and kind of see what we're, what we're doing here and going forward and, and to, cause I think community is going to be huge, especially for, for us current and current ambassadors and former ambassadors, just kind of get into that community of what, uh, normal is right in, in our eyes like we always say when we're in prison oh i just want to get out and be normal this is kind of normal stuff that normal people do that is just healthy good fun and you get these awesome connections and, and growth out of it so it's funny that when you were talking about the difference between zoom and in person and how you like this thing and then you got used to that thing and so mm -hmm. now going back to the first thing was was it was it was didn't feel like normal or it wasn't easy or however it was that that you described that and 
I bet you more than zero people heard that and thought, I wonder if that's what it's like going to prison and then getting out of prison. Because when you first go to prison, that's an adjustment period, right? And you're, Mm -hmm. and you're used to how it is out here in the world. And then you go in there and it's not, it's not easy, but then you get used to that. And then going back to the world isn't super easy because you, you liked how you had your in prison, you have your space and it's not a, it's not always a pleasant, wonderful, beautiful place, but you know that people there abide by a certain set of rules and you have your space and you have a certain amount of respect and boundaries and all these things. And you get out here in the world and people don't abide by those rules because they're not in prison. So it's, I don't know if it's, if it's intentional or just kind of a fun little coincidence, but the, when I heard you describe that, I heard the similarities between the zoom stuff slash IRL stuff and prison and free. So I, yeah. do you, is that, is that any of the experience for you from the weekend or, or am I just reaching to connect things that don't need to be connected? No, I mean, I, I, it definitely ties in. It's kind of like you're saying, um, so in, in prison for me, like in prison, especially being in dorms, right. You don't have, you're, you're always surrounded by multiple people and you get adjusted and, and, and eternally, right. You, like you said, you have these boundaries, you have, uh, you kind of know what to expect and, and, and what to absorb and not absorb from the energies and, and stuff, the other people's energies going on around you. When you say dorm, you're, you're talking about, you're not in a cell, you're in a big room with how many people did, did the dorm? There was a hundred people in my dorm. So basically an yeah. open gym with a bunch of bunks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so you get accustomed to that. Right. And then, um, and then, yeah, then I got out, I got out the right when COVID started, of course. Right. So during the first lockdown and everything, everything was closed, which is kind of a blessing in disguise. Right. Because I had no choice, but to stay at home and really get my life in order. And, and I couldn't go out and do any of the things I was would have done or not would have done, but could have probably done. Was, could have done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Could have done. Exactly. And then we went to Zoom and I was like, this sucks. I have no energy to feed off of, right? I have no, like, I can't feel other people's energy or presence. And then I just hated, I hated Zoom. I did not like it. And then at two years later, I was like, oh, great. This is great. I could stay in my comfort little zone all by myself. And when I'm done, I just got to click the little red leave button in the corner and be like, (laughs) cool. It's over. I'm freaking. And then I, and then, you know, then I'm basically retracting, right? I'm going back into my retracted state and, and I'm like, I'm okay. I'm good here. I'm safe here. And then, uh, uh, which is different. Like, of course I'm going to work and all that other stuff, but that's different. You know I mean? It's a different energy. It's a different vibe. It's a different setting. And at the same time, I'm just, I know I only got to be here for X amount of hours and I get to leave. Right. Uh, uh, and then, but what I was getting to is like, so with Zoom, it's kind of like the same deal. And especially being around this caliber of people that, that, you know, in this community where, where, you know, we, we are practicing and, and, uh, um, trying to live by making those connections, right. And making, hitting those vulnerable places, this and that, and, and, and just being present with one another. And so when I was into that space, it was intimidating almost. It, it kind of brought me back to the first time I went to Velen Prosa, right? To do the narrative. I remember I was like, I'm around around all these people doing the same work that I'm doing. And it scared the living shit out of me, right? And so 
I noticed similarities at this camp trip for myself that I was in that place. And so what did I do to avoid it? I stayed busy. (laughs) I stayed busy and which is, which is great. I find I don't mind it, but the, the fact that I could see that and I realized that and I know exactly what I was doing that, that to me is showing that, Hey, there's growth there, right? There's growth there. There's also chances for opportunity for me to, can you grow into that space and that because that's my goal is to be that comfortable and productive and um and connect right ultimately is connect that's what that's that's what that's what i want the most because i avoid it the most and so yeah so i just i i'm looking forward to more opportunities to to be able to do things like this um and it could just, it doesn't have to be, I mean, the camping, of course, that's going to be on the top of my list, but the you know, other events coming up as well. I'm, I'm going to be like, if I'm able to make it, even though I don't want to, but I do want to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to attend and I'm going to be there and I'm going to take myself out of these comfort zones and I'm going to continue to grow into that space. Were there for the people who, for the people who didn't come for the people who are listening right now and they either wanted to go or they didn't want to go and so they didn't go or whatever they, or they wanted to go and then plans got changed or whatever um they weren't there that's the bottom line tell me what is what is the f- first thing that comes to your mind when i ask the question what did they miss they missed the opportunity to see each other and experience each other kind of when you don't have the uh that um that guard of this screen in between us they they miss the opportunity to meet in real life in person and to just to feel that 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 energy that that we bring in in our natural habitat so to speak right, right. <laughs> um <laughs> so they they really did miss a great time and um but it's but it's but it's okay you know what i mean that there there's always going to be next year and it's just such great they they miss the community that's what they miss you really miss the community and and to be a part of the community and feel the presence of the community and to put you know flesh and blood is is not it's a whole different level of being able to just being able to see someone as they are and then come as you are and that's and that's amazing Dude, there were people that I had that I saw there that I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me that it was my first time actually being in the same airspace with them. And I and I there literally three or four people who I was, oh hey, good to see you again, gave them a hug and all that stuff. And then I I realized in the moment, like, wait, I've never even been in the same state with this person, like much less <laughs> have met them. Because I see them on Zoom like so much. And mm-hmm. it's it's funny how how over the last couple of years that we have seen each other on screen so much. Um, and, and I was excited to see those folks and, and I didn't even realize that I'd, I'd never met them before. And then of course, you know, I got made fun of a couple of times by that. Cause I was like, hey, good to see you again. They're like, yeah, you've never seen me only on a screen. <laughs> Dude, another thing. Um, so the way something that comes to mind in, in, in the question, you know, what did they miss? I, I think about like some tiny things that, um, like we we had dominoes. Like there was there was a few people yeah. playing dominoes. Lots of board games, not just domino board games. Scrabble, um, 
some card games, just random games up there at the pavilion that everybody was playing. And if if you've if you've ever been locked up, you know that dominoes is a game that is like, you know, twenty percent game and eighty percent talking. Like it's yeah. nonstop talking. Yeah. And it was so fun. Like <laughs> like I, I'm I'm watching, you know, like Alex and Chuck and Troy and, and some of the others playing dominoes. And I enjoy the talking trash aspect of it anyways. And not yeah. even trash talking sometimes. It's just the way that like if if instead of saying, you know, give me five or give me ten in terms of like points that they got, the phrases that they say for the for the for the scores that they're that they're that they're getting is just funny. But watching the people who'd never been locked up or had never been exposed to any of that stuff, like experience that for the first time, that that was because that's one of those things you never think to tell about. Like when people yeah. say, so what's prison like? You never say, well, dominoes is a lot of fun to watch. Like it just, it's so small <laughs> that you don't even, that you don't even think about it and watching Rick learn how to play dominoes and, and then get his head beat in because you know, Rick is pretty good at basically every game that he plays. And so yeah. it, it was, that was, that was a learning experience too. Um, and yeah, there was little stuff like that. I, I, I love that kind of stuff. It is, it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun for me. Just That's actually see that why stuff. I avoid dominoes. I, yeah, I avoid dominoes because yeah. the 80% of the trash talking, I'm like, I can't take this. I'm going to have to just leave. And I'm like, that's it. I quit. You win. Well, I can't. That's, that's the thing is I, I can't do it. They do it in a way that's like fun and harmless yeah. and they don't take it personal. I'm, I'm not like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm I, get, I get real mean real fast. Yeah. Like, because I'm good at talking too. By the way, shocker. Uh, spoiler alert: I will trash talk a brick on the wall if they look at me wrong. So, yeah, I, I I know that that is something I will be watching. I didn't play a game of anything uh, the whole weekend. I tried to get Rick to play me at chess. I tried to get a lot of people to play me at chess, uh, yeah. but but I did I did not I did not. Rick was succeed. not having. I was there when you were challenging him, and Rick's like maybe later. He's yeah. like, well, I usually he wins me sometimes, and he had yeah. all this. All this. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing is we talk a lot of trash like, when no. we play too. Well, I talk a lot of trash when we play. I, I should say, <laughs> but yeah, that but dude, it's just it's just that that kind of experience. Um, I I've I've never really had that. I mean, I've been around EPP for a long time, and I've never. I've never been in an environment where that was happening and that was, that was so cool. And it was, it's one of those things that I think for a lot of people just kind of goes unnoticed, even though it was a big part of the weekend, but it was Mm -hmm. just like, that's my, that's my highlight of the weekend, stuff like that. And then also people, you know, I brought my son, my 10 year old, my 10 year old boy, Phoenix was there and, you know, getting to see, getting to see people with my kiddo was, was fun too. And, you know, it, for for those who don't know, my ten year old has autism and, and is not the typical ten year old that you that you experience out there in the in the in the wild. And it was fun watching him get to know people, but also other people like figuring out how to interact with him and do you know like we went swimming in the lake and 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 people were like, "You're letting your kid like swim? Like, yeah, he can swim. Why wouldn't I? You know." <laughs> and it, it, so the whole all that experience for me was just freaking awesome and you know i don't know so that's uh so that answers that question that and, and so to the people who were there um were, were there any people uh that you I'm, I'm guessing you knew everybody that was going to be there it wasn't no surprises or anything like that for you as uh, far as no. who showed up no i mean i had, had a good list. idea yeah i had yeah. well i had a good idea of who was going to be there there was quite a people on the, on the master list 
that um well not a quite a bit but there were a couple that were you know on the RSVP list that weren't able to make it but you know that's uh but everyone was there yeah I, I had an idea of who was there and um even some of the people were there like I was uh because they weren't on on Zoom right I was like I don't recognize you yeah yeah <laughs> which is also weird too right it's like seeing you on a screen a hundred times and then I see you in person I'm like who the hell is that I yeah. have no idea <laughs> did, did you have did you experience any where you had that for them like you didn't really know them but they knew you like was it- uh well yeah there I, I well I think everyone kind of knew me yeah um well at least you know probably that's just my you no know, no me, everybody me, knew you like, that's, yeah, the, that's a trick question because right? of course on, they you know, know you you gotta know me right <laughs> <laughs> who are you if you yeah. don't know me <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah there is uh and it's uh, I think that also goes to how I how I just I am as a human like if I haven't shared personal space with you that's kind of I feel like you're a stranger you know, and, and, uh, and I don't, I don't know. I've just always been like that with, you know, throughout my life. Like, unless like, if I haven't met you in person and actually spent time with you, then, then I, I think it's just, I don't allow you into that space or that part of me. Right. I just stay kind of arm length. So, but to be able to do that, that was, that was, yeah, that's just great. It's, it's amazing to do that and to, to make more of those connections. So, um, just a, a huge thanks uh, for everybody who was able to come. Um, great appreciation for everybody who wanted to come and wasn't able to make it for whatever reasons, you know. Uh, and I really, really hope that um, next year, if you're able to come, to uh, to show up, just show up and just be and, and, and see and just see us, see us ambassadors and everybody else is there and just, uh, yeah, just come connect and have a great time. And, uh, it's kind of like, uh, one of the things I said at the trip is, you know, it's such a great feeling to disconnect, to come connect, right? Cause you literally in your everyday life, you know, as we're here at work, school, whatever it is you're doing, you're, you're, we're operating in so much personality and not even realizing it. And you literally have to disconnect from that to come connect into this community and this is a great place to do it. And I really hope that, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity next year to show on up and, and, and come, come, just come be with us. It'd be great. This trip was a good one. It was a great idea. And I'm glad that I had the chance to be a part of it. And as mentioned earlier, this was just the first of many more to come. And what I think we can all expect to be an annual EPP camping trip. I hope this was fun to listen to. I know the, the technical aspects of trying to record People talking out in the wild at a camping trip can be a little tricky sometimes, but I hope that you enjoyed it. It's a little bit of a shift from how some of our episodes have gone previously, and I appreciate being able to share with you just a little peek into what it's like to be a part of the EPP family. So that's all we have for the podcast today. And by the way, now that the big summer months are behind us and we are looking forward to our fall programming and everything else that comes along with that this time of year, please know that the podcast will go back to the monthly schedule that we promised earlier this year with new episodes coming on the first Tuesday of every month. I promise. I know I've promised before and then it didn't happen. So for me to you, my bad. (laughs) And the first Tuesday of every month, we'll be here. I'll be here. I hope you're here.
That's all I have for now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the EPP family. And thank you for listening to the Enneagram Prison Project podcast. For more information about EPP, please visit EnneagramPrisonProject.org. We appreciate your time and attention today. Stay tuned for future episodes of the podcast, which you can expect on the first Tuesday of every month as we continue to tell the story of the Enneagram Prison Project.